Thank you. Ah! watching my fellow Americans with your host, Spike Cohen. Show me. Yes! Yes, it's me! It's me! Yes, keep clapping! Clap for it! This show is completely under control. I have total control of this show. Keep clapping if you believe that I have total control of this show. How would we know that you know that you believe that I have total control of this show if you didn't keep clapping? Welcome to my fellow Americans. I am literally Spike Cohen. I don't have any show notes for this show because I said to myself, I've got two friends coming on. What the hell do I need to even talk to you about and tell you anything that would make any sense? And so there's no real good reason for me to have spent any time telling you what I'm going to say prior to me saying it. In this very moment. This is a Muddy Waters Media production. Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Anchor, Twitter, Periscope, iTunes, Google Play, Flow, everywhere. Go on the internet and type in Muddied Waters Media. And lo and behold, we will be everywhere on the internet. And when you find us all over the internet, be sure to like us, follow us, five-star us, hit the bell if applicable. If there is a bell, hit that damn bell. And share this video right now. Right the hell now, this very second, the last thing that I want during this pandemic-inspired zombie apocalypse quarantine 
is for your closest friends and loved ones to miss out on a roughly hour-long libertarian podcast on a Wednesday evening. Be sure to give the gift of Spike Cohen today. Kids, love it. This episode, where are my pictures? There they are. This episode is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Dad Bod Calendar. Look at this sexy man. Look at all those sexy men who are all me, featuring me and 11 other slightly less sexy, sexy libertarian men. If you want to socially distance this social distancing quarantine season, how better to do it than to have sexy libertarian men calendars hanging from the outside of your home to let people know the kind of things that you're into? Libertarian da- uh, LibertarianDadBod.com, $12 shipped today. This episode is also brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing caucus in the party that has waffles. Although right now, most of the Waffle Houses are shut down. But we do have buttons. So be sure to reach out to me about the buttons. This episode, as always, is brought to you by the Vermin Spike 2020 campaign, promising you a chance to ride our ponies into a zombie-powered future with cheesy bread and badgers for all. And, of course, this episode is brought to you by Henry McMaster, the governor of South Carolina, who's a bitch. He's a bitch. He's a little bitch. Brought to you by Lil Bitch McMaster there. So yeah, that's who it's brought to you by. Again, no notes. Oh, uh, this episode, oh, every everything from Muddy Waters is brought to you by Chris Reynolds. Personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. ChrisReynoldsLaw.com Be sure to go, and if you're in the Tampa Bay area and have a personal injury, I've got some fantastic news for you. Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, is here to meet your various uh, needs related to injuries to your person. Chris Reynolds, attorney at law. Uh, I'd like to thank Le Bleu for my ultra pure, ultra pure walking, ultra pure water from Le Bleu. And this is a serious bottle. Look at this. Okay, you know that the bottles now and they give you like the cellophane and it feels like it's going to fall apart while you're drinking it and it like starts crumbling while you're trying to hold it. This is a solid plastic like from the 90s bottle. This bottle says F.U. Turtles and ocean culture in general. Bulavanaka. I'm totally. What, what about what? We'll get once you're on. Once any, any other people can hear you, then we'll be able to do that. Um, what else is left? Oh, the intro and outro music to this and every episode of My Fellow Americans is brought to you by the amazing and talented Mr. Joe Davi. That's J O D A V I. Check him out on Facebook, SoundCloud. Go to joedaviemusic.bandcamp.com. Buy his entire discography. You'll be so happy. Shout out to Tehran Turks and Mom and him as always, guys. This episode is going to get even more messy than it already is and that's saying a lot this is the mattacular i had two of my friends who wanted to be on the show both named matt and i thought i can absolutely create a show around that being real and here we are (laughs) that's where we are right now we are going to talk about important things because these are all very smart people who are of sound mind and body and you're I cannot wait to show you that that is, in fact, true. And so here we go, right now. Totally, we're going to raw dog it now. We're raw dogging it now. My first guest is someone you may have seen before. 
a very sensual man, a man whose nipples probably have things on them right now, almost assuredly. Uh, he is the you can. Oh yeah, he has a so- he has a soft buttery golden throat. This man before you, his name he is the co- what, oh, nope not yet. He is the host of Muddy Waters. Uh, of the, he is the co-owner of Muddy Waters Media with me. He is the co-host of the Muddy Waters Freedom Muddy Waters of Freedom with me. The soft buttery Muddy Waters of th- golden throated freedom, and he is also the host of the Writer's Block. Sometimes. The amazing and talented Mr. Matt Wright. And then coming on to Muddy Waters Media in person for the first time, clapping for himself. Barely visible. <laughs> Barely just not even trying to be seen. Is the second vice chair of the Libertarian Party and a man who is probably going to single handedly bring freedom and liberty to the. What is. What is. Like, we're the low country. What is your area considered? The PD slash low country, the PD slash low country region of South Carolina, Mr. Matt Hicks, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming to the show. I hurt your face. <laughs> I'm very happy to be here today. I'm happy for both of you. So, I, gentlemen, I so much coffee before this show in preparation. <laughs> okay, so we're all wired. I'm wired on just uh, like existential <laughs> an- angst and fear. I'm hammered. <laughs> Good. So, so tell us what you've been up to, Matt. What oh, Matt Hicks? Matt Hicks. What have you been up to? Yes, tell sir. us about that. Well, you know, so How is the goat working out? Is the There's no sound from Matt Hicks. Here, say something, Matt. Yes. Oh. Okay, now, right, you say something. Yes. I'm looking at the bar, so yes. Everyone can now hear both of you. So that's good. Matt, tell us everything you just said again. Hicks. And your so your wife didn't want you to have a goat.
<laughs> so how can can you hear right? Can you hear Matt right? Not not you. Can Oh god. Okay, wait. <coughs> now what? It's, it's, clearly someone must hear something now. What do you mean now what? Matt, help me out here. Okay, we're going to catch up with everyone here that Matt Hicks has a goat and Matt he and his wife didn't want him to have a goat, but now he has a goat. Matt Wright I have a goat. Yeah, yes, I own a goat. Everyone here that Matt Hicks has a goat. Someone is definitely why someone's volume is on on something. Probably Matt Wright. That's me. Yeah, no, it's I was that's assuming me. as much. Yep. Uh good. This is a show that's happening now and I'm very I'm increasingly excited about how it's going. So good. Matt, right, what have you been up to? Um, absolutely nothing. Uh, you know, since we talked last yesterday, yesterday yeah. uh, I slept. Yeah, that's it. That's all I've done. It, it was a good day. Outside of that, uh, nothing. I've been hanging out with my girlfriend and her two beautiful, beautiful, wonderful children who I don't ever want to strangle. That sounds really good. That sounds like ideal. Well, that, I mean, I, I if you're if you're quarantined, if yeah, if you're yeah. quarantined with someone, you don't want to, you don't want to strangle them. Well, let's get yes. right to it. So, first of all, we're going to start with a segment that we have been doing at Muddy at uh, my fellow Americans, where we talk about the Libertarian Party platform, and we're going section to section. Uh, and so, the the section we're doing right now is section one point eight, the death penalty. And it, it's very, very quick and very fast. It says, we oppose the administration of the death penalty by the state. And that's pretty self-explanatory. So Matt Hicks is going to explain that right now. Well, I mean, the shortest version of it is that uh, who has the right to take, take, take life from another human being, right? I can't think of anybody. That's just not my jam, right? So, uh, really, this is doing nothing more than putting the power, the the control of life's liberty and pursuit of happiness into the hands of the individual concerned, or individuals, as you like. Um, I mean, it just makes sense. I'm a avowed anarchist, so this is just my jam. Very good. And now Matt Wright is going to explain it as well. I, I like how Matt Hicks said the shortest way the shortest way to put it, and then he added like forty extra words onto what the <laughs> platform is. But that is the shortest way to put it. Well, the libertarian platform is the shortest way to put it. We do not support the death of anybody by the state. Goddamn right. Uh, yeah, the state doesn't have any right to uh, decide who lives and who dies. Um, I don't. The government shouldn't be deciding these things. That should be not up to them. Yeah, that's all I got today. I didn't know what we were going to talk about, man. No I'm one knows. We have no. No one knows what I we're going to talk about. 
What's that? I was I was ready to talk about like Biden and shit. Oh, we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that. Okay. We're gonna be here for three hours. So we're gonna be talking about all these <laughs> So I'm so goddamn intoxicated you can keep me here as long as you like. <laughs> no, I know. That's that's why we're doing three hours. Um so <laughs> something big came up today, uh, as you may have or may not have heard. Uh, a very big thing happened today where uh, uh, Bernie Sanders has announced. I was originally going to be talking with the two of you about, you know, w- how long we would think it would take for Bernie to drop out uh, now that it looks like Joe Biden has decidedly won uh, Wisconsin, the Wisconsin election, uh, which no one expected to happen. Uh, we weren't expected to even have an election yesterday, and they did. Uh, but now we're doing a completely different thing because Bernie already answered that by dropping out. Um, so what do you think is next for Bernie, uh, and his, and where do you think is, what do you think his supporters are going to do in response to, uh, Joe Biden Hicks first? Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you asked that. So mostly because I hate you, but, um, so I, but a couple hours ago, I was actually on the phone with one of my, uh, favorite Bernie bros that I've been grooming for the Libertarian Party for quite some time now. And uh, as apparent as it is to you and I and everybody else listening that um, that uh, Bernie has no path to victory, uh, these Bernie bros, going to ascribe a title to people that I just, it's not really in my wheelhouse, but whatever. These Bernie bros are looking for an alternative. And as far as I'm concerned, we are that alternative. Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, we actually just posted on uh, on the Facebook page. We showed if you type in Vermin Supreme on Twitter, you just get endless scrolling of Bernie supporters and Yang supporters and Tulsi supporters saying, if Joe Biden is the nominee, I'm voting for Vermin. And of course, now it's since Joe Biden's going to be the nominee, I'm voting for Vermin. I'm voting for Vermin. I'm voting for Vermin. I'm voting for Vermin. So, I mean, we well, have... you, you already know I'm your guy, right? Oh, I know it. Okay. No, I already. So, as your already... listeners know, I'm your guy. Yeah, Matt actually uh, endorsed me. One of the first uh, LP officials to endorse me. Stone sober when he did it. I ain't too. scared. I'll do it again. You'll endorse me a second time? Yeah, I ain't scared. I'll do it again right now. You want it? Yeah. <laughs> this mofo right here, I don't know if you can see my finger, but I'm pointing uh, generally to the north and a little bit to the east. Uh, this guy, Spike Mother Effin freaking Cohen, is about the best thing you could hope for. He is the most principled, the most honest, the most legitimate libertarian who will think about every decision before he makes it in unbelievable ways that you and I can't fathom. Vote for him or bad things will happen to you and your family. Man, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> Stop laughing. Yeah, I well, thank you um, for that last part, especially. Um, I don't know, Stop Matt Wright. I don't know, Matt. Right? It's going to be hard to beat that endorsement. Am I? Oh, am I supposed to endorse you tonight? I, it's up to you. Uh, I guess. Do it. Do it. You like? I, I mean, you know, I, I would. I'd never make you do something like that. 
Spike is a um, so Spike is a very tolerable person, and uh, he's not bad to hang out with, talk okay. to, and and in all fairness, no matter who Joe Biden chooses as his running mate, it will Fucker. be it'll be a funnier debate if Spike is on that stage. So I say we vote for Spike just for the debates. Just for the goddamn right. So, if for no other reason, how much more? Because a, a debate with Mike Pence and probably Pete Buttigieg, or no? Uh, Biden said he's he's picking a a a. a, a, a <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad that I shared this in the Lord Pete Buttigieg dank meme stash or whatever that thing's called. Oh, did you? <laughs> oh, good. Shout out to the to the dank meme of uh, wine cellar. Uh, crew over at whatever the Lord P Lord Lord Pete Buttigieg's casual imperialist imperialist uh, wine cellar of memes or whatever it's called. Thank you for tuning yeah, in. Just go uh, with it. Just go with it. Thank you all of you for tuning in. Um, but uh, so I mean, if you picture a, a debate between what Kamala Harris and Mike Pence, that's not going to be entertaining. That's not going to be entertaining. But if you put me in it that'll be entertaining it's gold it's gold that's a gold debate that's a gold debate that is a gold debate so we're all locked down no one's allowed to leave their homes if you go outside you might get killed by the police for your safety and health um what are your thoughts matt uh hicks i'm certain that we're going to be shocked at your thoughts regarding this quarantine yeah, I don't know. So my wife mentioned to me today I had to go to the hardware store because I wanted to buy some lumber to build a new little platform in my goat jungle gym. It's a real thing. Anyway, <laughs> uh, stop laughing at me. <laughs> stop it. Stop what what stop I find it. funny what I find funny is your reaction to your own reality of having a a goat jungle gym. That's it's, a real thing. It is a real thing. It Jesus. is a real thing. I believe I, you. I believe you. Yeah, no, I believe it. I'm, I'm sending you pictures. There's a real thing. It, it's a whole goat jungle gym I built, right? So anyway, my wife and I were talking about it, and she brought up like uh, uh, the idea that the world's different from... Uh, I guess what I grew up with, I don't know. I mean, fuck, I was born in the 70s. <laughs> so, like, what what's the world going to look like? What's what's new, man? That's what I want to know. What's new? What's never going to change? What's going back? What What's never going back to what we are uh, comfortable with and what we knew before, you know? Yeah, exactly. No, it's definitely going to be. It's going <laughs> to what? Right, Stop Matt? laughing. I'm shit faced. My eyes are tight. I don't even want to hear it. Matt, right? Yeah. No, Matt, right? No, not oh. right. No, yeah, no, you're right, no. Matt. Now, Matt, right? Has he's going to say that too? Yeah, well, I, I was born in the '70s, so yeah. And I've been thinking about what is what's what isn't going to change, 
And I think I, mean, uh, I don't know. Fuck it. I think that Hicks has some really weird ways of putting some decent points out there. Like, even though I disagree with a lot of the forced quarantines. Uh, I think that it is going to teach a lot of stuff. Like we're going to get a lot of new innovation. You're going to see more people working from home. You're going to see more people having homeschooling now because they realize that they can. Um, I think there could be some good that comes out of it. But uh, as far as the basis of them telling you can't go out, you do things uh, for the fact that you might catch a disease or you might spread a disease. Disagree with that fundamentally. I mean, that sounds like yeah, a really. And you know what else? They can eat a dick. Yeah, Matt. That sound, Matt Wright. That sounded like a very fancy way of saying that you were born in the '70s, and so you just want to know what's going to be the same and what's going to change. Right. Frankly, it's what that sounded yeah. like. Frankly, nothing. Frankly, nothing's going to be all that different. I mean, you guys will just do what you do, and then I will continue to do what I do. And here's to my beer and my weed and fuck everything else. Matt Hicks, what do you think of the idea of inviting people to a South Carolina Libertarian Party events and charging them a nominal fee, and then after they do that, saying, ha-ha, now you're a member of the party? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as, a, as the second vice chair of the South Carolina Libertarian Party, I am wildly against everything that you describe. But as the uh, second vice chair of the non-existent Georgia party, I think it's great. <laughs> because that's why Matt is even a member of the Libertarian Party. Matt, tell us how violated did you feel in that moment when you realized that you now, against your will, basically, were a member of the Libertarian Party? You know, I um, when they said, yeah, you got to pay to come to this thing, I was just like, all right, whatever. Like, I wasn't happy about it, but... I figured, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll give them money because they're third-party people and they need it. And then, so I gave them the money, and then they were like, oh, yeah, now you're a member of the Georgian Libertarian Party. I was like, I don't Georgia, so we don't care. <laughs> and, and I'm a voting member. Like, I don't know if I can, like, Skype into meetings now and, be, and yes. try to vote. But Yeah, yeah, no, you, you can definitely you Skype in. It. As a person who left the Florida Libertarian Party many years ago and uh, decided never to be a member of another liber- another political party ever again, I feel tricked. I feel tricked and just abused by Georgia. What, what what I like what I like is that you don't live in Georgia. In Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't. So, but you're a member. The fastest growing yeah, third party in Georgia. Certified. <laughs> so let's go through some of these comments. I'm going to possibly open. I'm probably. I'm gonna. Well, I already said I would. So I'm gonna open this show up to calls shortly, and there is no way I will regret that. Um, but let's. <laughs> Not at all. Let's. There's no way. Um, one. Let's go through the. Uh, let's go through the calls here, uh, or through the comments. Chase Oliver says. Um, he asks if he can get drunk and come on to discuss uh, Stonewall in June. Yes, we're gonna do that. We're gonna have a I'm drunken. Fucking... We're gonna have a drunken uh, gender and sexual minorities rights uh, direct action episode. Um, absolutely, that's definitely happening. I'm totally down with that. I I fucking love everything that you're saying. 
I love everything that Chase is saying. You guys are fucking, you're the balls. I love all of it. We're going to do the balls um, in June. And uh, got a lot of Vermin Supreme for president. Uh, Chase Oliver, get a, a, got an, an endorsement there. Chase Oliver, the, who is the chair of the Libertarian Party of Atlanta, endorses me for vice president, even after watching this. So that tells you, that tells you a lot about, about his judgment of me. That even despite, not because also, of, but despite... It shows the, a lot about who's running for VP besides you. What's that? It also says a lot about the people who are running for VP besides you. There are many layers Spikes. to that statement. <laughs> Spike, if I may hijack your show for a second. Absolutely. Is this a good time to tell Matt? That. So, Matt, um, you and the entire world should know. I want everyone to know that uh, right now, as of right mother effing fucking now, I am announcing for the Libertarian Party vice presidential nomination. And as of right now, I want to also announce that I am dropping the Libertarian Party (laughs) presidential nomination bid. And I encourage all of my supporters to support Spike Mother Effin Fucking Cohen. <laughs> well, I'd like to Mother just <laughs> yeah, th- no, the whole thing that um, yeah. I I just like to think you know it was a hard fought battle with you, Matt, and I I was happy to have you in the race <laughs> for as long as you were. I uh, I I cherished the time that we spent together. Uh, competing on the campaign trail, and I'm I'm glad to have you as a part of the team. Uh, and you too, uh, at home, can join the team by going to at uh, Real Spike Cohen on Twitter or uh, Spike Cohen, your next VP on Facebook. And you can't, uh, well, you can donate money to the Vermin Spike campaign. Uh, I don't do my own; it's all through Vermin Spike. So you go to vermintsupreme2020.com/slash/donate if you want to join the team. Just be sure to inbox me on my various things that I'm on so that you can help me do this thing that I'm doing right now. Thank you. Um, let's see. Uh, Zach James Bowen says F your quarantine is a meme now of people poking their fingers and some farting out the door. Yes. Um, how do I enter this? I'm a YouTuber too. Um, you are entering it now. I'm not sure what you're, (laughs) what you're entering. Um, let's see Mm. here. Chris Reynolds says he loves Matt Wright's title. Um, I, I, I read that wrong the first time and I thought it said, I love Matt Wright's titty. And I was like, wow, Chris, that's titties. (laughs) That's a brazen way to tell me in the comments of Spike's show for everyone to see, (laughs) for everyone to see. Um, well, this is a very, I mean, we, we heralded this as, Matt Wright and his spectacular nipples will be on this show. Um, so it would not have been odd or as odd as one would think uh, for him to reference your titties. Has, has time paid us for me putting an alligator clip on my nipple? I, cause he said, he said he was going to pay us 20 bucks if I did that. And then you did. I did. And it yeah, was no, disturbing also... as shit. And it was huge. 20? Like it was a, it looked like a yeah, battery like, starting clip. Like the thing that you put on the battery it's, it's, terminals. It's really weird, but I could milk you. 
I don't think you could. <laughs> Spike, if you, if you hold him down, I'll milk him. You can milk me. I don't think you have to hold him down. I think I think he'd let you try. He would discourage I, you I the would. whole time. He would tell you it's not going to work. It's not going to work, but you can definitely give it a shot if you want. Yeah, yeah no, he's not going to give you a... I'll milk the hell out of you. <laughs> he's not going to fight it. I mean, he's definitely not going to fight it. He's just going to tell you that your efforts are wasted. Mine. What's that? As, as long as we're talking about nipples, if he's trying to milk anything else of mine, I, I don't want him to attempt it. I mean, you're welcome to try, Matt Hicks. <laughs> I heart your face so goddamn much. Okay, so comments here. Here's what we're <laughs> going to do. That's all I can say about it. Here's what we're going to do because I... Let's, hold on. Let's do it. How do I do this? <coughs> I am going to... Let's do it. I am going to... Where is it? Oh, good. I don't have my number anywhere. So I'm going to write Jesus the number right... Jesus, fucking Christ. I'm going to so, write the number real- right now. What is the number? Go ahead. Are Matt. you asking me? I I am, but I also I go ahead. Uh, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what our phone number is. Um, <laughs> we so rarely use it. I I, I know. I I don't call it ever. Um, about. It's like eight one three six four four. So far, everything's sounding right there. Eight three zero two zero two. I don't. It's text text <laughs> text three three zero three zero three three zero. Um, I think I saved it in my phone. Yes. Six four four two seven two two. Two seven two. I was close. I was pretty damn close. Yeah, you- so do you think so while you're doing that do you think that anybody who voted in wisconsin yesterday if they catch coronavirus and they can kind of link it back to that day do you think they could sue bernie sanders for not dropping out a day earlier i sure hope so you you know uh i'm not really clear but i think legally yeah I, i i really do and uh, I, I listened to your guys' show yesterday, and one of the one of the most fascinating things that I stumbled into was the idea that um, there's just there's just not going to be a winner this go round. Like both the Dems and the Republicans are going to have to just eat that shit sickle and say, "Sorry, we we couldn't pull it off," you know. So and then. And- and that's that's true. Like, I mean, Trump. You knew Trump was going to be. You knew Trump was going to be the guy. You knew that was going to happen. Yeah, and, it makes my it makes me sick to my stomach. But yeah, yeah, I absolutely knew. Right, and the people who support him are going to say yes. You know, this is the guy we want in there. For for, right. for this part, the Democrats. Biden was polling at what thirty five percent, slightly over a third, and even toward the well, I guess toward the end it was up at like fifty percent. But the thirty percent right. that was going to vote for Bernie, they're not switching. They are absolutely not switching. They are going to like many of the Bernard brethren that I've talked to. They're going to vote for whichever third party candidate has the best chance of getting the five percent. 
Right. Point point over your shoulder towards Spike. There, there. Oh, there it is. There it is. And and my 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 uh, automatic go to in this is that stop pointing over your shoulder. We already don't know where he's at. My 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 go to in this is that um, Spike and his family. They have, uh, uh, they're, they're human fucking beings, right? So they have the same different weird perspectives that we have on the fucking world, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's got it, man. I mean, we're good to go. There's, there's nothing. What's he going to do to make shit worse? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that should Come be my, fuck on. that should be my slogan is what could I possibly do? Make things worse? And also, and then say, "Come the fuck on, come on, come on," and then I can actually have my family in the in the things to show that we are all in fact human beings, and yes. that we couldn't possibly make it worse. That's actually a yeah. That's actually a a um. That's actually a a a a uh, a campaign slogan that we couldn't possibly make things worse. But we could. Let's let's definitely do it. Well, that was your slogan you came up with, so let's do it. Let's fucking... All right, then. We're going to do it. Okay. We're going to make shit way worse. Those two very contrasting vice presidential campaign slogans. What am I going to do? Things worse? And, yeah, I'm definitely going to fuck shit up more. Let's do it. I mean, I'm not saying... I mean, we... I'm saying we could make things worse, but we're not going to. Probably. We're probably (laughs) not going to make things worse. In all likelihood, <laughs> the odds of us making things worse are very surprisingly small. <laughs> Shockingly small. <laughs> you would think we could make things way worse, and yet not but so much. We, can't. we actually cannot. How does that even happen? It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. So let's go. And show. yet here we are. And yet here we are. So we've got. Oh, it's only. Oh, so the phone is. Oh God. So the number is only on your screen. It's only. <laughs> yeah. Good. All right. We so. should answer it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So guys, if you're watching what? this out there on the internet, call in and talk to us, and you have you can tell you can tell us what you think about the things that we have said. Totally so have my undivided attention. You have our under. Oh, here we go. So we have a call from a two four zero number, two four zero area code. Thank you for calling in. Who is this? This is Zach Bowen. I just texted in on your uh, on your uh, comment screen. Hello. Hey, Zach. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I come from a YouTube channel where I uh, review a bunch of different marijuana strains. I know the libertarian community has been way into marijuana, so I wanted to step in. I know a lot of my viewers are on here. Cool. So you wanted to hear our take on, on marijuana and legalization and all of that? Shit. Well, I mean, I know right most now. marijuana um, <laughs> proponents <laughs> for legalization are for uh, <laughs> are in the Libertarian Party. It doesn't seem to be a Republican Party thing. No, it definitely is not. We are we are big supporters of not just legalizing 
uh, marijuana and really legalizing uh, substances in general. We've got one of our guests, the uh, the vice chair here of the uh, of the South Carolina Libertarian Party, who is actually uh, expressing in no uncertain terms his feelings about marijuana legalization. And uh, but we're we're not only in favor of legalizing it, but we're in favor of deregulating the market so that people can actually make their own choices. Because there are some states that have legalized it, but they've created such a barrier to entry for anyone that wants to sell it, and and so many taxes and and fees involved to buy it that there's still a black market just because a lot of people can't even really afford, uh, you know, the weed in the first place. And so by well, I, I, go ahead. Oh, I would just like to say. Um, I'm about to uh, smoke up just because, you know, Vermin Supreme always smokes up because I think it's legal in his state. But blue coal, totally legal in my state. I bought it from a legal dispensary, and I just want to let everybody know if you vote the right way, you get to go to a legal dispensary, too. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for calling in, Zach. We appreciate it. Oh, you have a good one. Love the libertarian comic. Thank you. Thank you. What was that, Matt? Am I right? Matt Wright, you I don't think something. anybody. I don't think anybody can hear Zach. We couldn't hear Zach. <laughs> Shit was great. Wait, no one could hear I, them. No, no, I heard you talk. I knew it was about marijuana. Uh, and, I'm sitting here smoking a big old fatty. Okay, hold, hold on one second. Seven oh seven area code. Okay, seven oh seven area code. Thank you for calling in. Who is this? This is Brendan Nelson out from California. Shit. Hey, Brendan, how are you doing? So, hold on one second, uh, Brandon. So, you two can't no hear him. No. Oh, sad. No, okay. I can't oh, hear Brandon. Right, I can't hear shit. On. Let me hear if the people can hear him. Um, how are you doing? The people can. Okay. 707 area code. Thank you for. We can't hear him, but uh, Dave Hunter on YouTube and Tim Stanley said Nelson that they out. could hear him. Yeah, so everyone can hear him except you two. And that's terrible. Hold on. Well. <laughs> um, oh, man. How would that Why can you... Matt, help us out. Yeah, Matt Wright. How do we fix this, Matt Wright? Well, I mean, when I, I have it running through a soundboard that's and coming from three different computers, so... What's a soundboard? Well, that doesn't help us in any way. Explain a soundboard to Matt. At all. I, I don't know what you, kind of setup you have. I'm using voice What's meter. setup? Digital. I'm using voice meter, Shit. Matt. Okay, so, <laughs> Brandon. On your you, computer, <laughs> making it digital. Correct. <laughs> so, Brandon, if you can ask me your question, and then I will ans- ask your question to our uh, August body of people here, and then we will we will answer it. Well, actually, my question was for you, Spike, and I was wondering, um, before I decide who I'm going to endorse for vice president um, (laughs) for the nomination, I was wondering, just for sake of argument here, um, which which of the two endorsements (laughs) did you prefer, do you value highest? Would that be Matt Hicks or the Libertarian Party Authoritarian Caucus? Oh, goodness. Well, that's really a good question. So thank you, and thank you for asking that. Uh, Brandon asked me, before he makes his decision of who he is endorsing for vice president, which endorsement do I like better, uh, the uh, Matt Hicks's endorsement or that of the Libertarian Party Authoritarian Caucus? And it's, it's difficult for me to choose because even though Matt is a dear 
uh, friend whom I love very, very much. Uh, the Libertarian Party Authoritarian Caucus uh, proves, uh, promises to really support me uh, if I do decide to go rogue and uh, become like a, an actual like iron-fisted dictator uh, ruling over the world as I see fit uh, arbitrarily uh, and, 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 and enforcing things you know, without any real uh, um, you know, moral basis behind it other than my own naked ambition for, for raw power. Um, but I really, really love Matt. And so this is a tough one. And I have to go with Matt. I have to go with Matt. All right. I, I'm sorry. I well, so follow-up follow question really quick so then. Um, this, this is a chance for you to redeem yourself. Okay. Um, that's now, all I got. if I really you do. are elected, I want to make out with you. do we still get to throw people arbitrarily in the bathroom? Do we get make to throw people arbitrarily in, in what? Into Badger Pit. I, I believe that I one of the campaign I, promises I for, for your gross, campaign so is uh, really Honey Badger Pits for all. Is that not correct? So, in in theory, um, and I mean, yeah. ultimately, what we promised was a badger, and we have didn't, didn't really get specific. Uh, when it comes to Badger Pits, throwing people in Badger Pits as a form of punishment, um, I am okay with that. I think it depends on the punishment and proportionality. Um, but yeah, and in, in in speaking broadly. Uh, I think that throwing people into a pit filled with um, angry and and or hungry badgers might be a good way to deal with quite a few things, uh, way, way more things than, than one would think. Um, so yes, I, at least but, in theory. But, I, but, I, but ultimately, it depends what we can get through this do-nothing obstructionist Congress. Remember that. Um, so they may yeah. be the first ones to go in the pit. Oh, that's fucking good right, for me. man. Got my endorsement they for need VP. To eat some badger. Well, thank you, thank you, Brandon, and thank you for tuning in. And I have, I have definitely got to figure out why you two can't hear these people. Definitely Mostly because I'm smoking weed. Probably it's probably. Not I don't think that's. That. The- I don't, I, don't I don't think that has anything to do with it. I don't think that's the, the main reason. That might be a contributing factor later on if I do figure it out, but not so much like right now. Here, I, good, good. We have more calls. We have another call from a 330 area code. This promises to be as smooth as the other two. 330 area code, thank you for calling in. Who is this? Yes. Uh, hi, this is uh, John Medes, uh from Ohio. Yes. I'm sorry, this is who? Oh, hey, John, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. I called to hear more about these uh, illustrious badger pits. Oh, the badger pits. Okay, good. We're going to talk yeah. more about the badger pits. In fact, so I'm going to give the basis of the badger pits, and then my guests here are going to going to expound more upon that. The idea is good. that uh, of my, I, I uh, have a 10-point uh, verbal agreement for an even better America. Uh, and promise number 10 of that verbal agreement is literally just a badger. Mm. It's oh, just, oh, so it is a badger pit singular with also a singular badger. Well, so the promise is just the badger. And mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. and when, so, when well, asked about know. the badger, I say that it's literally just a badger. Um, but mm-hmm. what I will say is that uh, it is looking like uh, if we are to have any kind of punitive measures uh, in a uh, Supreme Cohen administration uh, outside right. of the concentration camps, uh, we are definitely mm. going to have to have um, some form of, of corporal punishment. Um, and I, right. think, I can think of no better way to do that than to put uh, people in a pit filled with badgers. 
uh, which are, let's be clear, uh, they may be adorable and attractive, uh, or, or, you know, they look very adorable looking, um, you know, like as like almost like a cartoonish cutesy look and you want to boop yeah. their nose, but they will also, uh-huh. uh, they, you up. they definitely want to kill you. Yeah. They, they want to, they want to kill you. Um, and so, uh, Matt Hicks, I'm going to let you lead on the badger pit situation. Yeah. So yeah, let me hear it, Matt. bottom line is this. I'll put a badger in a chokehold and make them breathe all kinds of weird shit. They'll start hollering their and mama's I, I also name. Have one, uh, I don't know with what. The badger pit as well. What, um, God, I really appreciate the uh, the spirit of it, especially since you know the badger pit is yet one last bastion that the the you know that the strong American country can uh, use to stop automation in its tracks. Uh, um, dramatic uh, yang gangs thing to stay based. But uh, with, the, with the badger pits. Uh, how will the badger, badgers themselves be maintained? Will they have their own uh, anarcho-collectivist society in which they uh, maintain their own uh, sort of function, or shall that be administered by the uh, iron boot of a zoo gatekeeper or otherwise some sort of manager? So most badgers are anarcho-syndicalist. Um, and hmm. in in how they organize voluntarily, they're 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 non hierarchical social society. Um, uh, but so we um, so we're not going to impose a a system on the badgers. Um, we think that badgers own themselves and should be able to make those kinds of determinations for themselves. Um, You're absolutely right. Yeah, I but I but I, I so I'm, I I don't want to impose a thing. But in general, they typically try to form uh, voluntary syndicates. And uh, and go that way. There are some there are some Georgist badgers and some uh, the rare uh, anarcho capitalist badger, but the vast majority of badgers are either anarcho syndicalist or anarcho mutualist. So I, I hope that answers your question. Absolutely. And, and my my final follow up, and thank you uh, for your patience and Close your clear expertise on the uh, topic. Uh, I actually wanted to ask what the prevalence and may I say the reality of every American soon to be uh, provided uh, his, her, or their furry ponies How in the future. What the, is the relationship, uh, the interspecial relationship between ponies? Not Matt squared, but... The, I'm sorry, the special oh, relationship right. between... Oh, between badgers and oh. ponies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This no, is, uh, this you know, uh, especially badgers. considering that <laughs> any punitive uh, response from the badger uh, pit yeah, to another human might be and, towards uh, a human who has already received other, his, her, or their pony. The Therefore, uh, who are we to say and strip that person He's of their right the to take the, the pony <laughs> into the badger yeah, uh, pit with them? What I do. And so would the, the, would the uh, pony essentially be a uh, uh, class or special traitor, and would it fight on the side of the badger or the human? Oh, so in ge- okay, so this is an excellent question that Matt will be able to follow yeah. up with a good answer. Um, but let me tell you, uh, badgers and ponies are natural uh, allies, and so okay, in beautiful. general, I think that we're going to be able to skip the entire question of ponies being mm-hmm. species traders uh, to yeah. you know their their alliance with the humans, in that they have a pre-existing and pre-dating alliance, uh, uh, natural alliance with the badgers so when you put them in the yeah, pit he's right. with the people and the badgers uh uh in the with the ponies the badgers are going to kind of just be sort of nonchalant about the ponies even being there in the first place i think if you end up mm. in a situation where the ponies uh try to get in the way of the humans to try to protect them you're just going to have the ba- badgers are really like spry and so i think naturally they're going to mm. get around the pony and get to the person and that's going to be the end mm. of that um so i hope that mm. i hope what that answers I have- that that, what um, if I have two ponies? 
Yeah, it absolutely does. I no, no I, I truly shit. thank you. And what if I, have believe, I personally feel safe knowing that they, the last tenth point of the, the verbal agreement does bring us one step closer to lowering ourselves I mean, to the right like place of both predator and prey in the animal kingdom. Thank you so much, John. That we definitely want to make people pray. That is the underlying goal. Thank you so much, um, thank and you. thank you for thank you for tuning in. So, so Matt Hicks, follow up on the uh, on on uh, ponies and badgers in the pit with the people. Yeah. So uh, badgers can't swim, so they can never survive in the same pits as humans. I mean, it's just. It's just a goddamn absurdity, is all I can say about it. So, what are you, but there's no there's no water in the pit, is there? Or in the pit? Is What's there it? or is there not? What's do we do we it, wait? Do we need to go all goddamn uh, deconstruction on this shit? Because I'll go Jock Derrida. I mean, fuck it. Where do you want to go with this? <laughs> Matt, right I was picturing it more. I was picturing more, more like the Rancor pit from uh, Return of the Jedi, where you get dropped in, and if you can get out, you're you're good. You're now free. Yeah, except I don't know if that's the rule. I don't know the rule is that if you can get out, you're good to go. I think it's more a matter of uh, if I you mean, can get out, nobody gives a fuck what happens to you. It's wildly different, though. Yeah, and I, I think we're really we're doing a lot of whistling past the graveyard, thinking that many people are going to be getting out of the pit in the first place because it's filled with badgers. Right. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm. Saying. You happen to get out of. I the- can't even argue with you. Like, there's nothing to argue about that. You're dead on right. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so uh, stop laughing. I, I definitely was not laughing. Um, I, yeah, no, I mean, you're you're not gonna. You're not going to escape a badger. I, I just, I think we should be clear about that. I think we should be clear about terms. <laughs> There's and nothing to yet. save a badger There's... from. What's that? <laughs> There's nothing to save a badger from. Badgers are badass, dude. Right. There's no, nothing Doesn't is going need to be after. Saved. A, nothing in nature is picking fights with badgers. Like things steer clear of badgers because of their very nature. Like people talk about, oh, the honey badger, the honey badger. We are absolutely pro honey badger. But understand a honey badger is just like another type of badger. They're all like that. There isn't like a sweet kind badger. They all look cute and furry, but they're ultimately still badgers. Like they are literally. At some point it's time to do badger shit and they got to decide. Exactly. At some time, Matt Wright, there has to be a time for badger shit. Goddamn right. Write it down. I mean, I can't say that. I disagree. <laughs> he seems to be the utmost authority on badgers, so I'm going to have to see the badger-related topics. Thank you. Wise choice. Thank you. Oh, good. We have Wise another choice. call. We have another call, and I just wish I knew how to make this where you could hear it too. But we're going to take this one. Actually, uh, 217 area code, can you do me a favor and wait uh, two minutes and then call back? Because I'm going to try something else. You hung up on me. You hung up on me. Bitch. Hung up on me. What? Can you do me a favor? Because <laughs> <No>? <clears throat> I, I suspect that if I pull this up in something else that you'll be able to hear it. 
Are you talking to me? Nope. No. Um, no. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm definitely not. So we'll see when when the next person calls in. Let's go through some of these <laughs> these comments here. Uh, let's go through these comments. Uh, Ellie Monte Stewart says, "I did. I can wait." Uh, or Eli, Ellie. Eli, uh, if you want to try calling it again, I think we may have fixed it. Ryan Hinshaw says, "You guys look how I figured you would." Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank um, you. Bass, our friend Bass. Here we go. Um, nope, and then we lost him again. We had someone call in, and now they're gone. They're gone. Um, so Bass says, um, "What about fo- Pony Phalanx Troopers?" I mean, ultimately, people are get yes. Can you guys hear the ringing? No. No. Oh, but I would like to jump in on this. Okay. Well, hold on. Uh, 217 area code. Uh, 217 area code. Uh, thanks for calling in. Who is this? What's up, Eli? <laughs> that kind of creeped me out a Hello? little bit. Hello. Can you hear me? Matt Hicks, you fucking idiot. Quit talking about badgers, first of all. <laughs> and who who is this? Can you, it's Eli. Oh, Eli, thank you for calling in. And can either of you hear Eli? No. Oh my I god, I thought you were Matt Eli. Hicks and I just started cussing you out. I'm so sorry. It's okay, it's I'm not Matt Hicks, but I deserve to be cussed out because I didn't figure out how to make this work where they can hear you. So I am happy to relay any message you would like to either of the mats. Okay. So tell Matt Hicks that he's an idiot and to quit talking about badgers. Okay. Eli would like Matt Hicks to know, uh, she said that you are an idiot and that to stop talking about badgers. (laughs) That's, That's just hurtful. That's hurtful as shit, man. You don't have feelings, Matt. Stop. Um, So my actual question is for Matt uh, Hicks, and it's what is his line between anarchy and being a libertarian? Okay. Well, thank you so much for that question. So Eli, after um, telling you that you had no feelings, uh, asked you uh, what is your line between anarchy and being a libertarian? Wait, wait. The question again? What the question is, what is, what, 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 what is your line between being an anarchist and a libertarian, or be- between anarchy and being a libertarian? Uh, so, personally, I don't think there really is a line. I mean, what, what, are, we, what are we trying to measure here? We're trying to measure uh, minuscule fucking increments of freedom? I mean, fuck all that bullshit, right? It doesn't even... None of that rubbish even matters, right? Right. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> That's that was uh, that was the answer for your question, Eli. Thank you so much for calling in. <laughs> and Thanks, fuck you, Matt. Eli. Thank you. Oh, good. My best friend. Wait, my best friend, Eli. I really heart your stupid, stupid, stupid face. I want to punch you right in the gullet and. You're fucking awesome, and I love you, you dumb bitch. Yes, that's what I got to say to Eli. That's good. She knows what I mean. <laughs> she's been she's been gone for a while, but thank you. Um, She'll be back. <laughs> okay, good. That's good. I uh, anyone in the comments wants to tell me why they think maybe, maybe we'll start a poll. Hey, why do you guys think that Matt and Matt can't hear 
the calls coming in. <laughs> We'd love to hear your thoughts on that. That would be great. Um, uh, Eli uh, says, I'm going to smash an egg on your egg. She don't even know what she's talking about. Okay. Um, Zach James Bowen asks... Yes, she does. Uh, Zach James Bowen asks, First, Second, or Fourth Amendment, you have to pick one. Matt Wright. Uh, I def- no, Matt Wright, definitely I'm going to defer to you on this. Because I want to kill everyone, so it doesn't really matter. Well... If the third was in there, I'd definitely go for third because I don't want anybody staying in my house that I don't want them to. But I would say probably the second uh, because, God, I hate saying this. Because it's, since it's on a piece of paper, it protects the others. <laughs> Can't protect the other amendments without protecting without that the, second one. Right. <laughs> like, I, I hate saying it. I know. I hate it, too. You can't have all of them other but amendments actually, if you don't have yeah, that second as one. Said, so you can protect yourself. Yeah, so the set, like I'd have to say the second. Because that way if any British officers tried to stay in my house, to stay in my quarters, I'd just shoot them. Shall not be quartered. Right now, uh, we have the opposite of uh, the Third Amendment where... They're saying that you have to stay in your house and no one can come into your house. So we're only we're, because that who McMasters. Oh, yes. Bitch face McMaster fucking, right here. Fucking hey, everybody. Bitch. I think that you should stay in your house unless you go into church on Easter Sunday. Because that's smart. You should definitely do that. But don't go anywhere because it's dangerous. <laughs> so, uh,. Uh, Brandon Nelson says, will you support an amendment to the Constitution slash magical napkin to ensure the right to arm bears in addition to the right to bear arms? I think that we're, we've been clear. I think the, the vermin spike campaign has been clear that um, bears would not be suffering the harm that they've been suffering if they weren't um, armed. Bears. If they weren't armed, right, Matt? If they weren't bear. If they weren't ar- if the bears, if the bears' arms weren't armed, they'd be they'd be bear then, wouldn't? They? <laughs> <laughs> Take the wheel, I can't. Oh, okay. Oh, God. Anytime Matt Hicks tells me to take the wheel, yeah, Matt, take kinda, the hill, yeah. hill, take the wheel, Matt. Right, like, <laughs> much more entertaining ride if he's if he's in charge of that. Um, I wasn't even listening to the question. I was pulling up Google Hangouts so we could just take. Yeah, calls. I don't even know what I don't even know what happened. Arming the bears was the question. Arming the bears. Well, it's better than arming the tigers. Um, <laughs> Because we don't want to arm the tigers. Uh, arming well, the bears. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's fair. I thought it was about. I thought it was about bear arms instead of. <laughs> okay. I felt like it was very clear that we were talking about the arms of bears, 
Um, if you, I, I was not there. <laughs> we have to, you know, we, we really have to, we're estimating what they meant. Um, Eli, uh, asks, do you think Carol Baskin fed her husband to a tiger? No, I believe that Carol Baskin, uh, drugged her husband with ketamine and dumped him in the swamp somewhere where he was more than likely eaten by an alligator. And the reason I think this is because in one of the last episodes, I think episode six or I think six, uh, maybe it was seven. One of the last episodes, she says that in the report that was that the federal report that they used when they decided to arrest Joe Exotic for uh, for killing. By the way, spoiler alerts all around right now uh, that if the that the uh in their report where they decided to indict Joe for uh, uh, threatening to uh, hiring someone to kill her. She said that in the report, it said that um, it said that there had been talk that he had talked about uh, drugging her with ketamine and dumping her in the swamp. My wife read that entire report. It didn't say that anywhere. It didn't mention that at all. I think she was telling on herself how she did it, knowing that they'll never find out because there's no way they'll ever find evidence of that. That's also why she never was worried about them checking her facility when they, you know, there was talk about checking her grind, her meat grinder, or, you know, checking the DNA, the stool of the tigers. None of that ever bothered her because she knew that the husband was very, very far away in a swamp where she had drugged him and, uh, and killed him. Uh, I do believe uh, so this is actually a promise of the Vermin Spike administration that um, if once elected, uh, we will issue a pardon to Joe Exotic for the uh, for the hit charge because uh, we believe he was set up. Um, and we will also go back in time and warn uh, Don Baskin not to pick up any women on the side of the street. Yeah, in the new thing where people are saying everybody's okay with animal abusing sex cults but the female victim who was picked up by a 40 year old predator when she was a teenager uh who maybe killed him to protect herself uh i can't remember how the rest of that goes but now they're blaming don for being a predator because of her age when they met wasn't she like 19 or 20 when they met? Yeah. And he was like 40. Yeah, no, it's still creepy, but he wasn't right. like. It's way creepy. It's very creepy. I'm not saying that he was a good dude. I'm saying that he wasn't a pedophile. And they're kind of framing it to sound like she was a kid. Right. Uh... I don't know. The jury's still out as far as I'm concerned. I, I I really do think he's as creepy as any other goddamn career politician we've ever seen in our lives. I just don't know what's what at this point. Well, he is dead now, so it's not as important. Um, but the... <laughs> the so we got a uh, so, uh, question. Uh, is Joe Exotic actually a good representation of a libertarian? No, Joe Exotic doesn't know what libertarianism is even a little um we josh, do support josh do, what's that joshua dial pointed that out in epic fashion yeah he had no josh, idea what it was joshua dial. yeah joshua dial yeah he had no idea uh my new facebook friend by the way joshua dial 
Uh, he uh, he said that he yeah he Joe had no idea doesn't know what libertarianism is. Now we do support the right of uh, of uh, polygamously married gay thruples to protect their tiger zoos with automatic weapons and explosives. But almost the, perfect. <laughs> yeah, but but is his. Uh, she said, isn't it just being gay and guns? That's a big part of being libertarian is gayness and, and weapons. But that's not it. That's Those are two of the two. Those are two deal breakers to not have. But you do have to be gay and own weapons. But you don't have to, like there are other things that are part of it um, that are arguably more important than being gay or owning a gun. Um, I mean, arguably more. Um, let's see what else is here. Um, uh, in a libertarian society, how does the community deal with child abuse? Uh, Hicks, you want to take that one? Not particularly, but I will. Um, <laughs> so it, it th- there's no way that this comes off as anything other than like uh, weird communist shit, right? But people have to as an aggregate decide what they want to accept in their culture and their society and reject what they don't want in their culture and society so i mean there there really is no fucking right answer it just is so more and like in individual communities and 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 neighborhoods and communities are going to societies are going to decide what their standards are for how to deal with that kind of stuff Exactly. We don't need Big Brother. Nobody needs Big Brother. I'm a grown-ass man. I can vote or not vote, do all the things, right? We don't need that shit in our lives. Somebody doesn't have to tell us what the fuck to do. We're smart enough to to figure it out ourselves. Well, and I mean, you know, people say, well, you know, in, in, in without government, who would stop child abuse? Well, we have rampant child abuse right now. We have government yeah. protecting some of the most... Uh, uh, powerful pe- uh, pedophiles until it's you know so painfully apparent that they're a pedophile that they finally have to allow them to to be punished for it. Uh, but I mean the the idea that government is going to bring you uh, you know going to protect you and your children if that were the case you know we wouldn't have rampant child. They would have already done it. They would have already done it exactly. So um, so I think the libertarian solution is that you know you allow communities and societies to deal with those things in their with their standard understanding that i mean we're all we all agree on the big stuff you know 50 year old you know having sex with a five-year-old is rape we all agree that 21 year old with a 20 year old isn't rape you know like we can agree on the big stuff it's in the margins where it gets weird so like what about an 18 year old and a 16 year old what about an 18-year-old and a 15-year-old? What about a 17-year-old and a 14-year-old? What about a 17-year-old and a 15-year-old? What about a 16-year-old and a 25-year-old? What about a 17-year-old and a 25-year-old? This is where we all are going to start having slightly different answers. Even if, and not just an issue of if we personally would do that, but if we think it's actually a crime that should be punishable, uh, you know, with some kind of, you know, punitive, uh, uh, you know, retribution for that or, or some stop or stopping it from happening. Um, that's when it gets weird and that's when you kind of allow individual communities to make those kinds of decisions. And you also allow individuals to make those choices for themselves as consenting adults. Um, so that's, that's the answer to that. There's never really an answer that makes everyone happy to that because it's such a cringy, uh, sensitive subject to talk about, 
but we do know that the system we're living under uh, sucks and has not helped. Uh, and we have rampant, straight up pedophilia, uh, child molestation, all other sorts of child abuse and sexual assault and everything else. So, um, Alec Janikowski says, this is the homosexual agenda, you liberal. Yes. Um, uh, another question, uh, how is the party planning to mend the gap between corporate greed and impoverished families? Uh, is there a plan, so to say, other than just saying it's wrong? Well, I mean, let's look at why we are where we are. The state has imposed itself as a violent monopoly of force uh, that says that you are, they tell you what to do um, because they said so. Uh, they wrote it down on a sheet of paper, and therefore we are in charge, uh, and you have to listen to us because we wrote some more sheets of paper saying that you had to, um, and we even authorized ourselves to write that in the first place. Um, it's all it's all a farce, but they have the guns to back it up, and they've centralized enough force to be able to kind of force you into it. And over time, they've taught people that this is correct, and there's sort of a cult built around it, what libertarians call the cult of the omnipotent state. But it all boils down to you have people in buildings writing on sheets of paper, putting uh, pieces of metal on other people, and telling them to go enforce what they just wrote on a sheet of paper. In doing that, they have robbed mostly the people that have the least with uh, of what little they had so they have very little they own almost nothing there's a massive wealth gap because of impositions of the state now what's a corporation a corporation is an extension of the state and and i I should say a large corporation a a mega company a monopoly any of these things are giant extensions of the state they exist because of state largesse. They may have gotten to where they were. You know, uh, Amazon's a perfect example. Amazon started off by a guy in a small office building with the idea that he was going to sell books, and then it became he was going to just sell everything. And it has it has completely revolutionized the way we buy things. Has provided amazing service. Somewhere along the way, Amazon decided that they didn't. You know, they they wanted to remain a multi billion or even trillion dollar company. And they started leveraging the state. Now that they had the power and the capital to do so, they started leveraging the power of the state. So instead of becoming more wealthy by providing value to the market, they've done it by going straight to the state, having barriers imposed on their potential competitors, and making it functionally impossible for anyone that isn't already established to compete with them. Well, what that does is it imposes a sort of, if you look at climbing up an economic ladder from from abject poverty all the way up to uh, you know being the wealthiest person on earth. You figure some most of us are somewhere along that ladder uh, of 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 poverty to to wealth. What they do is effectively remove the first several rungs from that ladder, making it functionally impossible to get out of poverty. So you'll hear of the occasional example of someone who has such a tr- just a, a tremendous person and has such a tremendous vertical leap that they're able to work their way up into into um, into you know being wealthy. But for the vast majority of people that are in poverty, there are too many structural barriers in place, occupational licensing laws, zoning laws, NIMBY laws that make it uh, impossible for them to do business out of their their homes and properties, uh, uh, taxes and and, and fees that are imposed on them, uh, disproportionate uh, uh, enforcement of laws on on communities of color and, and poor communities and gender and sexual minorities that keep these marginalized communities marginalized and poor disproportionately to the rest of, of, of society. It is designed to keep them in place. And any so-called program to make them richer or to, to, to make them, 
you know, less poor effectively is something they're paying for. So if I introduce a new welfare program and I say that it's to help the poor, first I have to pay for it. And the way that I pay for it is through taxation. And no matter how I tax, no matter how progressive, quote unquote, I make that tax structure, at the end of the day, those wealthy people and those corporations simply add that to the cost of the goods and services that they sell to everyone. And so the higher of a percentage of your income is being spent on consuming things, just basic goods and services, the higher your de facto tax rate is, the higher percentage of that overall taxation is being paid by you. So all taxation is ultimately paid by the people with the least, and then it is then funneled to the people with the most because, okay, great, I've given you welfare. I've given you a housing voucher, which you give to your landlord or apartment corporation. You don't get that money. They do. I give you a food stamp. I give you food stamp cards, EBT card. What do you do with that? You go to a grocery store. You go to usually a very large corporation and give the money right back to them. I give you a uh, a Medicare uh, for all, or I give you Medicaid. What do you do with that? You go to increasingly large medical service providing companies. Some of them are now, you know, multi-state, regional, you know, giant national companies. All of the money that I originally took from you in the form of taxation and debt spending, you're just giving it back to those people. The only thing you got out of it was being allowed to survive in the process. But it was all from stuff that I stole from you in the first place, robbing you of the ability to actually do it for yourself and to move forward in life so that you don't need handouts. And in the meantime, most of society sees you as a no-good freeloader because the whole time I'm saying, well, these people aren't doing anything and I'm giving them free stuff. So the function of major corporations and that gap between the wealthy and the poor is not going to be as wide. There will always be some gap between people based on just their individual merit, their individual, uh, you know, some people are more driven for money, some people are less driven for money, but this gap between the poor and the rich is entirely a function of the state, and without the state, we wouldn't have the same level of, of, of gap, no, anywhere near it, and we wouldn't have, you know, people that are mega billionaires who haven't actually produced anything in decades, so we wouldn't have that. Um, and we lost Matt Hicks. We yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt left out a while ago. He met during one of my impressive rants. Um, let me see if I can get Matt back. I wonder if his phone died. I bet his phone died. His phone died. All right. I'm going to see if I can add him back. And if not, then we will take some more questions. And I will let Matt Wright say what he wants to say. And then we will sign off of this fantastic episode. Um <laughs> Uh, Bass says, does capitalism even exist if mega corporations just become a government themselves? And that's the thing. In order to have a voluntary society, you have to remove corporate, you have to remove coercion. And so are there going to be large companies and firms that are providing such great uh, uh, service to the market, great value to the market that they become big? Yes. The moment that it becomes coercion, it's something that has to be resisted. The moment it goes from, hey, we're going to give you the best deal to, hey, you have to use us. We're going to make you use us. They're now crossing a line into coercion. And that's when you can use whatever defense is necessary to stop that. Um, Because, yes, that becomes a government. That becomes a de facto state. Anything that starts as voluntary and someone says, hey, this is such a great idea. We should make everyone do it. That's when it becomes a state and that's when we should be resisted, whether it's an actual self-described state like the United States of America or, you know, any other government or whatever. Or if it's in some, you know, uh, utopian post-state society that some uh, 
some company decides it wants to be, you know, the, the, the quote unquote government in place, it has to be resisted and it has to be watched for in the first place that anyone trying to coerce others, uh, has to, um, you know, has to be resisted before it can actually become powerful enough to be in the situation we're in now where we don't really have, uh, any hope of resisting in an effective way other than with our, with our voice and with our, 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 our vote and our advocacy. Oh, and Alex Janikowski mentioned 75% of the war on poverty's budget goes to government. It goes into, so three quarters of the money that gets spent uh, and it gets taken from mostly people who have the least gets wasted in government red tape and bureaucracy. The remaining 25% is given back to you as crumbs, which you then have to go and spend with big companies. And the whole thing is, is it is, phrased as though they helped you out but the reality is they robbed you at every step gave you a little bit back that you immediately had to hand back to the rich and tell and and then frames it as you being a freeloader or a poor victim that's being helped by the benevolent state it's a shell game they've robbed you they've they've robbed you they've stolen from you and they give you a little bit back so uh because we have lost matt hicks i believe his phone has died i am going to give matt wright my beautiful guest, Matt Wright, a chance to say anything he would like to say. And then we're going to, we're going to say goodbye to our folks, to the folks on the show. Matt, anything you want to tell us? The floor is yours. Uh, so for anybody out there who doesn't watch our shows regularly, uh, you should. Uh, and also, if you are watching this just because Spike is Vermin's VP, you should uh, tell all of your friends to vote for him. And we need to get, I think it's 15% to get you guys into the debate. Yep, 15%. 15% uh, on the, uh, in any two opinion polls to get us into the, uh, right. into the debates. Approved, approved opinion polls. Right. Right. So uh, we need to get 15%. And uh, so if we can get 15%, we get to watch Spike debate Mike Pence and potentially Coppola Harris. Um, Coppola Harris. <laughs> Apple Harris. And I just think that would be uh, fantastic to do. So everybody should uh, vote for Spike. If you are a delegate in the Libertarian Party, you guys need to vote for, and this is not an actual endorsement because I refuse to give one, but you should vote for Vermin just so Spike can become the VP nom because um, I'm endorsing Spike. Uh, and uh, yeah, tune in on a Friday at 6 o'clock for the writer's block when I have Libertarian presidential candidate Dan Berman on my show. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you got Dan Berman on the writer's block. I do. Yeah. So be sure to tune in. That's why I can't, that's why I can't give out presidential endorsements. Awkward. Um, so right. I'm definitely calling into that show and say, hey, how are you going to square <laughs> this with your recent endorsement of Berman Supreme? Actually, I mean, you technically can just endorse me separately but I i'm wonder. endorsing you i know there's only one way to get you unless dan like i'll ask dan if he'll accept like if he'll push for you yeah yeah push for ask dan you know listen i'm not gonna do that but you can i'll do it yeah, i'll do it 100 percent. just so i can just push you and if he'll if he'll I've have me as his vp two, two, right i've got two avenues to get spike as my vp that's what you can do. You can be my guy who like goes around to the different candidates and goes, oh, maybe pick Spike. He can't say it, but yeah. 
Edge but, Cup. Uh, you're you're going to be picking Spike, right? Yeah, Spike Cohen, right? I mean, you know, he he certainly can't ask you because he's you know because he's vermins, but because he's vermins yeah. guy, but I can certainly ask you. Well, Matt and Matt, who is gone? That's actually the perfect. Yeah, that's picture. the perfect. That's still the for perfect. Matt still on. for Matt. Pretty sure he's smoking something there. Thank you both for tuning in. I can't wait to be back on the show we have together on Tuesday. Um, and mm-hmm. Matt Hicks, thank you for tuning in for as long as your phone would allow. I love both of you. And folks, thank you for tuning in to my fellow Americans for this Matt-tacular episode that was just Matt-tacular in every possible way, positive and negative. So be yep. sure to tune in Friday uh, right here at Money Waters Media for the writer's block featuring Matt Wright as he is interviewing viewing, uh, Libertarian Party presidential candidate, presidential nomination candidate, Dan Taxationist Theft Berman, where he will be asking him many questions, including if he wants me as his VP. So we'll see how that goes. That should definitely go well. And then tune in next week on Tuesday uh, for the next episode of the Muddied Waters of Freedom, where Matt Wright and I will parse through the week's events with our golden, our golden-throated, our buttery golden throats. Thanks, thanks again for tuning in. God bless you.